Hey everybody, welcome back to the Barbershop Group Podcast. Just want to make a quick announcement to you all. Listen, uh, we are coming to you every day with topics of interest to you all, whether it's financial, mental, physical, spiritual, or social solutions for men. This is the place to be. Uh, You can follow us on our website at www.tbgmen.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, And if you are listening every day, let me tell you something. Right now, you can scroll down on your phone and you can donate to the podcast show. We always need donations. It helps us continue the show and also reach out to some of the men who need us the most. So uh, you can click that link right there in the show notes and it'll take you to a page where you can add your donation to us. And uh, we greatly appreciate all the help that uh, you do, whether you donate or you're sharing the podcast with someone else. It's always beneficial to us. So thank you all very much for that. Hey guys, what do you do if your son has left his socks on the floor for the umpteen time despite repeated requests from you to use the hamp? And what do you do if your teen forgot to get gas after borrowing your car, even though topping off the tank after using it is part of the deal? Or what if one of your neighbors borrows a drill and doesn't return it, still hasn't returned it? Yeah, from like two years ago, right? No wonder you get ticked, right? A lot of people would. A lot of people would be irritated by that, right? It could feel like nobody's really paying attention to you, that nobody respects you. And so it's only natural that you sigh and say a number of things when you feel annoyed with other people. For example, you might say, how many times must I tell you this, right? Or why do you always leave your socks on the floor? Or you never return things that you borrow. Why can't you do this? Or you make me so upset, right? But these frustrated five responses are far more far more likely to reinforce other people's irritating behavior. And well, here's why. I know it sounds crazy, but just stick with me for a minute. Those questions are very critical. Swatting people verbally when they bug you doesn't help the situation. First, these are not really questions. They are statements in disguise that criticize and blame the other person which leads to the second reason they don't work. They're parental. There's a belittling tone to these kinds of complaints, you know? They make you the adult who knows what's right and what's not, and the transgressor, the child who needs to learn to be more responsive. This is not gonna go over well with other adults. And depending on their age or your attitude, it might not be best with your son or daughter either. Rather than encourage them toward responsibility, it may drive them to more rebellion. And the next thing is this. They're confrontational questions and statements. These kinds of reactions are looking for a fight, not a resolution. They put the other person on the defensive rather than drawing them out. When we're accused, our natural instinct is to often protect ourselves or to fight back, not to seek an understanding where we might have gone wrong. And these reactions are also very judgmental. When we zero in on the ways that others have not done something that we want them to do, Well, we've already determined that our way is the right way in this situation and circumstance and that their way is the wrong way. But have you ever actually agreed on the issue concern or is it just your preference? The other thing about those reactions is this. They're arguable. Even if your child frequently leaves the toothpaste cap off, once in a blue moon, he'll remember. So when he is told he never puts it back on, he's thinking, oh, yes, I do. I remember doing it last Tuesday. (laughs) Now, he's more focused on where you have gone wrong by exaggerating than on where he may have failed. Absolute statements like that don't strengthen your case. They actually weaken it. 
While you need to drop the frustrated five, that doesn't mean you have to simply suck it up and put up with things that drive you up a wall. Instead, look for how you can discuss things in a healthy way. You may want to listen to another show out there that has uh, uh, some information about kind of like how to deal with disagreeable family members, disagreeable spouses, and you can catch that show in the link. You can also try these steps here. Number one, start with an I or me message. Explain how the action affects you. When you leave your laundry for me to pick up, I feel like your servant, not your parent. Now, I know that sounds kind of funny, guys, because there are a lot of men who leave their laundry on the floor for their wives to pick up. But I'm pretty sure that there are some responsible husbands and and men out there who don't leave their laundry hanging around and who have children who do it. So, yeah, there you go. You know what that feels like. Number two, seek to grasp things from other people's points of view. So you want to try to understand the thinking and like check out the gas gauge. See if it's nearly empty. See what's going on with the other person. Whatever you do, don't let molehills become mountains. Number three, soften other people's hearts with frequent praise. I always talk about the sandwich method, and that's where you say something good and you give them what you need to say to them and then you wrap it up with something good again. Right. These compliments and things like that. It's an easy thing to do, but you got to practice it. You know, you soften other people's hearts with praise. That way, when you do have a gripe, it's easier to receive than than just coming out with a complaint. The fourth thing is this. Suggest solutions or compromises. Perhaps this is an area where you can adjust your expectations or can let go of the need to have things just as you would like. Maybe you can come to a win-win way of approaching the issue or you could take turns getting your way, for example, you know, just that, that kind of thing. Whatever you do, again, don't let small things become big things. So do you have any ongoing sources of irritation or frustration? What are they and how do you try to deal with them? And here's something you can ask your kids. Who is the most frustrating person for you right now and how do you deal with that? Always interesting things that you'll get back from the children if you sit down and talk to them at dinner time, get the phones down. Uh, they'll give you some interesting insight, right? I know my kids always do and it's always something that I didn't anticipate that helps me become a better dad. So until next time, guys, be well and we'll talk to you soon.